0: What's up, everyone? This is the Let's Talk podcast. On today's episode, we talk to Miss Pamela Allstadt. She is a fitness guru who holds two master's degrees and is dedicated to helping people become the best versions of themselves. She's been able to work with amazing athletes such as Kobe Bryant and other upcoming college prodigies.
1: So once again, it kind of leads back to the beginning about training with a purpose. Yeah. You know, do you want to be the best that you can be? In all planes of motion.
0: Yeah. I am your co-host Timothy Edwards and I hope that you all enjoy. We're gonna be
2: legends, gonna Welcome back everyone to the Let's Talk Podcast. I'm your co-host Kaelin Williams. And I'm your other
0: co-host Timothy Edwards and today we are here to talk to Miss Pamela Allstatt. Me and my family met her when we moved into the area recently and I think she has a great um she has a great amount of things she can tell you guys today. So, Miss Pamela, thank you for coming on. And it you. is our pleasure. Thanks, yes, ma'am. Guys. Yes, ma'am. So, if you could, we'd just love to hear a little background about yourself and what's kind of brought you to this point in your career. Why do you love fitness so much and why do you care so much, I guess?
1: Right. Well, um, I was in physical therapy for nine years and... I actually left physical therapy and got my master's degree in exercise physiology mm-hmm. and uh, was able to work in cardiac rehab and, um, and was in PT for about nine years yeah. and realized that um, so many people have so many different issues, whether you're young or you're old, you may have uh, different knee injuries or shoulder issues, neck limitations, those types of things. Mm-hmm. And I love to exercise. I love to work out. And what I would see when I'd go to an exercise class was everyone was doing the same thing and they were struggling and not getting the same results or consistent uh, results. Okay. And so what I learned from the physical therapy aspect and the exercise physiology is that each one of us um, need custom programming or maybe perhaps need to Do some physical therapy type exercises on that shoulder, on that knee, so you can do things. For instance, if I'm working with someone who has a wrist, um, a bad wrist, Mm -hmm. one of the worst things I could have them do is burpees. If that person can't hold a push-up plank, then me as a trainer or as an exercise physiologist, having them go through that movement, we're just stress fracturing that wrist. So Mm -hmm. I think it's important that... The future of fitness goes in a way that we're customizing people working on the same body parts, but maybe doing it a little bit different and safer. Um, Based on a lot of the research I did and these concepts I'm speaking with you today, the Los Angeles Lakers, the Ice Dogs, the Los Angeles Sparks, many professional athletes, the Ultimate Fighting Championship uh, had me working with them. And because they're the same thing, we've got Mm -hmm. athletes with completely different bodies and backgrounds, um, who all need to be at the top notch, uh, and peak of their, their fields. Absolutely. And so we're customizing them. And so moving to this area, one of my things was, well, why can't we take how we customize for people who've had heart transplants, lung transplants, um, those types of diseases and pro athletes and, and, and that type of environment. And take those concepts and apply them to you and me and a 13-year-old, a 70-year-old, you know, and and modify and take each of us. So that way, each one of us has an opportunity to reach our full potential and beyond. So Mm. it's quite a journey in customizing and teaching people, you know, how do you do that? Um, You know, what are some of those modifications? What are you looking for? Some people don't even realize they have a bad neck or bad shoulder from, you know, playing football or playing basketball in high school.
2: Yeah. I like that you uh, saw a need. Oh, sorry if I cut uh, you yeah. off. But like, um, I guess I could bring it back to the sports thing. You're saying um, everyone was doing the same thing and how a football player's injury and therapy for the injury is not going to be the same as a basketball player's injury and, like injury and, you know things like that. Mm -hmm. And I like that a lot.
1: Yeah. And that's a really interesting uh, point that you brought up. And part of the reason is because so many sports work in different parameters. For instance, an example, uh, cross-country runners, many of them will approach me. Um, I've worked with many guys trying to get um, full rides into colleges Mm -hmm. uh, for their uh, cross-country running teams. And But here are guys who have ran since they were sixth grade, seventh grade in high school with horrible pain in their backs in their knees Mm -hmm. and i have a program where i have them run a drill on a track and video record them to see what they're doing a lot of people are visual learners and it's good for them to see the playback too well what you'll see is many of these runners um when they're going quick on the long now remember they're distance runners so they have to pace themselves um you know quite a bit yeah But they have no way of keeping their speed when they're out and competing at the same rate. So anyways, while I'm recording them, what you will notice is all of a sudden they have this enormous forward tilt or they're heel striking, which is some, something that most of them thought they were able to defeat much younger in their, you know, careers, um, you know, in their sport. And they're like, I'm heel striking again. Well, one of the reasons of that is because those runners travel in one direction. They're constantly quad dominated because they only travel forward. So by taking these cross country runners and now making them do lateral movements, uh, lateral shuffles, working with a ladder, having them back pedal, um, hitting the hamstrings, firing the hamstrings more, we get a stronger back and then we've got an athlete who suddenly um within 6 to 8 weeks can knock a full 2 minutes off of this time which is pretty awesome especially yeah. if you're trying to get in or you want to make a career out of this um it's good
2: that's really that's really good so you're pretty much breaking the routine like a 5 yeah. 6 year routine that they came accustomed yeah. to okay
1: it's really sweet same thing it's interesting um worked with the ice dogs in Los Angeles for many years and um Los Angeles uh, Dodgers, the Angels uh, baseball teams. And it's, it's really interesting to see, even within the same team, how they all use different muscles and they have different fitness levels. For instance, in hockey, the goalie is by far the most unfit athlete on the, on the ice. Now, don't get me wrong. These guys That's, are probably more fit than you and I will ever, exactly. ever hope to be. Okay. Yeah. But <laughs> the difference in their um, athleticism is huge. And the main reason why, when you stop and think about it is, anybody want to take a guess?
2: Is, I mean, they spend most of their time just standing In the cold, and, correct. you are right. not <laughs> They're not nonstop. You're right. Most of the action in hockey is like in the middle or maybe on like the – close to the goal but they don't really have to do anything right until someone shoots a hockey puck yeah right
1: and so they're in the goal and so their flexibility mobility their squatting uh you know when you see them exercise it's just like phenomenal yeah but their cardiovascular is is not because it's even compared
0: because it's more of an interval like with hockey it's almost non-stop for the others and i
1: bring them up because they are that sport is one of the most fit uh, of any sport Mm -hmm. and the way they're moving. But there is a big difference when we do their fitness testing uh, in them. And you'll see that, um, you know, a lot of athletes and parents will come to me, want me to work with their uh, daughter in softball or some with baseball. And the first question I ask is what position do they play? Because then we know, you know, if we've got to stabilize that shoulder, if they're a pitcher or they're outfilled. Um, so we don't get bursitis or don't throw that shoulder out. If they're a catcher, can they squat and hold? Can they wall sit low for a long period? Of time? You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, because those are the areas. And of course, I wouldn't have my first baseman um, or someone trained that way. Yeah. So I think what's interesting, and it's an interesting concept when I speak to people, about um how fitness should be, the future of fitness is customization to your life and what you're doing.
0: Absolutely, you know, kind of thing. yeah. I, I think like that kind of leads me. What
2: were you about to uh, say? I was just about to say I like that a lot because it's not just the customization thing of that. It's like, where are you? Are you in middle school just starting out? Are you in high school? Or are you Good. professional? Yes. I like that a lot because if you're a professional, I, you're going to have to yeah. you know, really go after. If you're in middle school, you want to just build up the habits first, okay. build up. Technique, I guess right. you could say. I love. Well, and
1: a lot of them have these gyms at their high schools, and in the summer, especially when their coach isn't around, but they're required to go in and work out. um You know, to stay on the team and do these kinds of things. There's mm. summer conditioning programs, so they put up a workout. But typically, in most of the places I've been to, and I'm sure there's many out there that don't, but the majority put up a workout that everyone comes in and does. Yeah, they're all doing I've, the same.
0: Yeah, football workout. especially is like. Oh, yeah. It's like a whole field of, you know, 50 right. high schoolers all doing the same. Yeah. And
1: you've got to be able, um, there's sports conditioning programs to prevent your injury and to get you stronger, to be a better player. And then there's sports specific programs. So a lot of the coaches will take them through their, you know, if it's soccer, through their dot drills or their ladder drills or mm-hmm. their goal drills or running them. But every sport, an athlete, even Elderly people and mature people, we all need a good strength and conditioning program to help prevent injuries. A local high school, for instance, had me come in because they had had some of the most injuries they'd ever had um, wow. career-wise for that school. yeah. And these athletes and football players were getting um, fractures in their collarbones. Yes. They had compound fractures in femurs, hip fractures. Oh. Uh, chest plate uh, rib fractures at a local um, high school at a local high school
2: oh, how, how, how long was this like over like what time period like a one season a year
1: so here's the thing so they had been focusing on the sport specific yeah do you know the plays can you run the plays but were we loading and helping these athletes to build the strength and the bones and joints and their movement patterns for their position mm. that's one question i'll always ask you know and i had some guys say coach i heard you're going to come in and train are you going to make us do a lot of burpees like the last guy well, well my question what position do you play because <laughs> honestly um you may not burpee's probably not the best uh choice for you at all not one single burpee depending upon your position yeah um in fact it could be contraindicative and Mess up that wrist or shoulder or something. Wow. So I think uh, I think we're going. And now that I'm teaching at the local college, I'm hoping to kind of pass the baton on my knowledge. And so I'm bringing up other exercise physiologists, kinesiologists, and sports um, professionals that can help. Um, you know, kind of spread this word and to mm-hmm. show. You know, at a lot of these high schools, they even have um, yearly numbers you have to beat. Um, Joe McDonald in 1972 squatted 535 pounds. Does anybody beat uh, his records? Yeah. And I yeah. cannot tell you how many athletes that had were doing so fantastic in high school and tried to beat Joe McDonald's record and slipped two discs, and they were done. They were done in high school. Their chances of college were done. They can barely even walk now, so they're mm-hmm. getting heavy. They can't do a lot of fitness programming. Um, and that, that's got to go. We got to get away from that idea where everybody does the same workout and you got to beat this record. You know, one of the questions you ask somebody you should ask if you're working out, um, and someone asks you to do a certain exercise, ask why, mm-hmm. why are you having me do this? Um, You should be protected. You know, <laughs> that's, one of my
0: that's so that's so out of the box. It's awesome, isn't it? Though, yeah.
1: but why? Why are you having me do this? Box jumps. I know two uh, MMA fighters. They were phenomenal in the UFC. They were on vacation and holiday is what they call it in Europe. And they were in Europe and holiday and uh, attended this box um, this gym and were working out. And they were doing box jumps, repetitive box jumps and very, very high. Um, both of them tore their Achilles tendon and their kickboxers. And um, both of them ended their career. So they both went together and they own a the gym now in, in Europe. But their entire careers, multimillion dollar careers, because they were pretty high athletes, I've ended due to a box jump. And one of my questions was, why are you doing that? Um, Did you properly stretch? Did you stretch the tibialis anterior in front of the lower leg, um, the soleus muscle, the gastrocnemius in the back of the leg to help prevent those? Because here's the problem is um, you can increase your vertical leap by doing something as simple as a vertical leap, trying to touch a dot up high on a a wall, you know, increasing, just jump, 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 and your vertical leap, the inches increase will happen in weeks. It's phenomenal. Or you can jump rope at a low jump and then do a double knee high jump, jump rope, double knee high jump, double knee high jump. And those things are less damaging to the body, yet will increase your vertical Mm leap. But once again, if you're not in a sport or competing for that vertical, you're not in basketball, you don't have to dunk that. Why are you doing it? Why are you jumping on the boat? Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm 100%. Saying? Because me, like- I'm old. Okay, you're looking at me. And I just went uh, to Gravitopia with my uh, niece and nephew and my 30-year-old, my 20-year-old son. uh I was like, Mom, come with me. And we were doing swinging rings. We were doing <laughs> flips. We were doing uh, jumping on the trampoline and bouncing all the way flat back, shooting at hoops. And I'm... I'm old. Okay. I'm at least 30 years older than him. And I was hanging goal for goal. In fact, I was five to three on a seven point game Ooh. until I got <laughs> sloppy and I felt my neck pop. You know, and it was like, and I and I told myself, um, what were you thinking? Why? Why were you doing you were doing fine shooting hoops this way? You know, so yeah. we gotta ask ourselves all the time, because I would hope and I hope that I inspire you and many of your listeners. Um, That you can be strong as you age and be able to do a lot. I'm amazed at the people my age who aren't able to do a fourth of what I'm able to do. And it's a great feeling to be strong. And there's also this misconception that you're too old to start.
0: Yes, I hear that.
1: And I train so many 70 year olds that are in Incredibly, in incredible shape. And uh, one of them only has one lung. Um, and she's side by side. But once again, we are um, modifying things mm-hmm. for her one lung. And then when it's seasonal and the allergies are really bad, the pollen's really bad. Yeah. Of course, yeah, her program needs to change. Yeah. So it's a cool concept as far mm-hmm. as, and it's a very effective concept for, I think, the way the future of fitness is.
0: would you say i was gonna i was thinking about this as you were saying you're working with some high schools and stuff like that when do you think and this is kind of you know totally a rare or random prediction but how far do you think we are from those becoming like these new ideologies of fitness when do you think those or health in and of itself like nutrition as well Mm -hmm. when do you think we'll start to kind of realize and that'll become you know pe's not just everybody doing the same thing and we're actually developing at school's mind and body?
1: Well, you know, I think that is a is a fantastic question. Um because coaches uh at most of the high school levels, yeah, unfortunately are not in the don't have the option to just coach. Mm-hmm. They're being asked to also teach history, English, math, and have yeah. to write other um, you know, protocol for their classes and grades and things like that. And um And so when they go to coach their athletes, the majority of them historically shown are still coaching the way they were coached Mm -hmm. 30 plus years ago Um, and and stuff. And so a lot of research is showing, for instance, we know now um, that about concussions and hitting with the head and the importance of helmets and the importance of not even letting young people below the age of 14 even have contact football. You'll see now up until the age of fourteen, they're all still playing flag now. Yeah. They're doing flag. And um not because um of the damage to the frontal lobe of the brain from um these over repetitive hits today. So you,
0: you you believe it's we're progressing and we're getting better. I believe
1: it is. Unfortunately I think at the high school level many of our coaches are having to coach the way they did because yeah. they just don't have the time to put into the research. Mm-hmm. I think they would highly benefit from Having someone like myself um, with this experience come in and do a um, oh um, a speak for the day yeah. kind of thing, a quick and, like
2: class for all the coaches, like hey um, yeah. football coaches, like try this instead of this, and, and have and some breakout like
1: sessions where yeah. we have some athletes going through movements because the truth is they're so busy teaching these other classes they can't read up on the latest research yeah. and apply. Where that's all I do, yeah, you know, I'm one hundred percent in that. And to work with the pro teams, I work with, I have to be up on that. Yeah. And so to be able to share, I think some of them are, many of them are realizing, and certainly the coaches now are going to more safe practices. Cool. Um, with that, but I think what's going to make the change is the education of the new uprisings of people your age, mm-hmm. learning and them coming in as coaches, and yeah. I think then we're going to see a rapid change in, All right. in our athletes and you'll yeah. see our athletes so i worked with kobe bryant for 19 years and uh but you know kobe when he retired um excuse me for saying this Kobe, if you hear this, <laughs> or his wonderful trainer joey um you notice kobe was old when he retired yeah. because listen most he started when he was very very young and i had that i was very fortunate to be able to to work with him at that uh, when he first started um but the thing is is that we had Kobe's strength and conditioning program so nailed yeah. that he was able to play at that top level cuz every year you've got at the time it was 18 19 year olds that wanted his position.
0: Yeah. And
1: they they're taking positions with the Chicago Bulls, you know, with all these other teams and and going in and um young people replacing old people which are considering 25, 28 Seriously, yeah, I know it's that crazy. crazy. Yeah. But they are. Yeah. And now you're finding sixteen year olds that they're recruiting and playing at the college level and trying to move into the pro level. I work with several right now, um, sixteen year olds that are playing at the college level. They're taking um they're playing for different colleges in the South uh of the United States, but they um yeah, they're taking um, advanced classes in school mm-hmm. and um, and playing ball already, college ball at 16 years old. Wow. So I think um, to answer your question, um, yeah, I, I think it's your generation that's coming up that will finally make this flip, yeah. have the knowledge and be able to
2: recognize. Because that's all it is, right? Just education, just learning, hey, um, you know we should start doing this instead of this. Kind of, have, kind of like with the concussion thing, you know, Yeah, until it, we actually knew what it was.
1: Right. You know. And being able to apply that knowledge too not just yeah. having it, but seeing it and seeing it. So that's years what years I'm
0: years. saying is some of the people who actually have the power to change these kinds of things. And the people who are acquiring the knowledge working together at the same time, uh, it's like the one doesn't have to be in the other's department. You're but right. Yeah. And that's brilliant. I man. think that, yeah,
1: because both would have, more opportunity to, I think, learn from each other yeah. um, and both things. Bringing in the new and bringing in what has been affected and that That's, wisdom, yeah. that wisdom from yeah. that experience.
0: I see that a lot. And this is kind of a broad philosophical term, but I see that a lot now, not just in fitness or anything, but it's like, especially with the internet, people are always moving forward. That mm-hmm. I think we're making some of the same dumb mistakes we made in the past. Mm-hmm. And I think especially in just health, I mean, I at least am a huge advocate for like, I think there's great things that we should do as a society and things like this, like they need to happen. But if people can't even stay alive or can't think straight anymore, or if they don't know how to actually, you know, keep their bodies Mm -hmm. healthy, we shouldn't expect those society things to actually work out. Right. And as
1: we get more and more in this technical, more advanced in this technological age, um, you're seeing that people aren't moving. Mm-hmm. And so a sedentary lifestyle is actually more dangerous and kills more people than cigarette smoking. Can you believe that? So how That's scary insane. is yeah, that? Yeah. Um, and but we're so, supposedly learning. I know, <laughs> was I so know. funny. You know, it was funny. you yeah. we were driving the other day, and there was this new app that was out, um, but it was ridiculous, and you basically <laughs> didn't even have to move out of your room. And so you're seeing that people are becoming Less social, less involved in sports and team environments where you're making lots of friendships going out and it's Mm -hmm. becoming more friendships that you never really even have to meet in person online.
2: And those are right. basic human needs. Like, we need camaraderie. You do. Like, you, like, you need, like, no matter how introverted or extroverted you are, you need people around you. And you need going people. You're never going to develop as a... No.
1: And you person.
2: need sunshine. And what you're saying, like an app, it's funny that you say that. I mean, we're switching to a point where people don't even need to leave their homes to get food. You right. can You can go on DoorDash or Uber Eats or some other, or even Amazon order Order all food.
1: your groceries, order food, order... You know, Amazon will deliver just about anything. And if you do work work online, (laughs) if
2: you do work online, make your living online, probably don't need to leave your house, honestly. I know. Ever.
1: Isn't that scary? And Mm -hmm. so what you're going to see is more, they even have doctor on demand and those types of things to where you can now call and speak to a doctor over the phone about your symptoms and they'll write your prescription and treat you.
2: I and really you know that. Yeah. Wow, so it's a crazy. doctor on
1: demand and, um, but you only have to go into the doctor. So, yeah. So I think hmm. playing these sports and a lot of people, like I said, they struggled with weight and many more people are struggling with weight more. For instance, South Carolina was the fourth fattest state in our nation. Our children were the sixth fattest. Um, we're the third highest for prescription drug use for diabetes, high blood pressure, and depression. All three, which can be reversed wow. by exercise and a healthy diet. And so what you're finding is people closing themselves up. And many of them were heavy in high school. Mm-hmm. I've had so many people call me, and they've got a, a 340-pound eighth grader, a oh, 280-pound what? sixth grader. And they're wow. homeschooling them That's... because of the bullying at school. Yeah. And can you help them lose weight? And the parents have to get on the board, on board. Those children are the way they are because mom or dad's buying the food mm-hmm. and and they need help. But a lot of these kids have a low self-esteem and yeah. they want to play sports and they want the friends. But they're ashamed of what's happened. And I get that. But until we can get them out and get them educated. Mm-hmm. Who knows? There may be an opportunity for us to come into these homes yeah, and help these I mean, people that don't leave. Me, you know?
2: me and Tim's big thing is, like, just start where you are and go from there and yes. get the, get little victory. So, mm-hmm. like, that 300-pound eighth-grader which I mean, that's... Wow. I mean, like, just eat healthy for just one day. You don't even have to do anything. Just Mm -hmm. eat healthy for one day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it may not be good. You may not like the food, Mm -hmm. but, like, just continue to do that. That's what it's encouraging.
0: We talked about it. Just sometimes it just takes literally one split second of, like, bravery to just be like, I'm going to take that step. And it's going to be so uncomfortable. But this is something me and him, we are consistently trying to break our comfort zones. And it's always worth it.
2: You
1: know, and I always. think you should encourage um, one another. You know, and, and God's word tells us that. You know, exactly. uh, over and over that we need to encourage one another, and it's such a rare thing. And I, I'm a, I am an encourager, mm-hmm. and it's just interesting because my son will say, um, you know, he's like, you're one of those people, and I fail miserably at it. And he's like, <laughs> but mom, you just always when you leave, you you leave feeling better than you did when you arrived. And and I think the world needs more of us to encourage um and especially those who are different from yeah. us mm-hmm. um so everyone's not walking around so guarded and um you know and helping each other
2: it's yeah, just, just positive reinforcement that's what yeah. it comes down to just yeah. Yeah, just even a simple thing a simple text to someone that you know just hey man like you can do it and like or even better like hey i'm not gonna let you uh Lose this weight on your own. Like I'm a workout work out right next to you, right? You know things like that. You know, and
1: that's one of the things you know people will see me and they think it's only about fitness, but health is the mind,
0: body, and soul. And <sighs> that's, a, that's a trinity there. I love it. Yeah, it really, that's the essence is of human being. and so yeah. it
1: has to be that healthy mind. You loving you wherever you are at this moment because you're trying and you just got through another day and you exactly. did good. And so Etta. You know, you celebrate Mm -hmm. um, those types of things. But it is, your mind has to be in the right place and your body and your soul. Yeah. So it's not just about how much can you lift. And it's cool
0: because they're so interconnected. Like you, a lot of times, I know people that it's like, they can't feel good about themselves. They can't think the right way. And I'm like, you don't drink water. You drink Mountain Dew. Mm -hmm. Don't expect to think the right way. But (laughs) then it's funny too, because like, if you don't have that kind of soul I it's not a mentality if you don't have your soul in the right place don't expect your mind to always go mm-hmm. right so know, they're just
2: yeah and they're there's all there's
0: interconnected and if your mind isn't so, right your body is probably
2: not going to be right too because you're just going to be thinking like there's no way i can fix if, this no. No I can
1: fix well my 13 year old nephew you know tell me this one stuff and he's just like you know aunt him a lot. I I don't like getting up in the morning. I want to play games with my friends at night. It's Mm. summer. I don't want to work out because but I want the muscles. I'm torn because I want the abs and the biceps. And school starts, (laughs) and I was like, every athlete feels like that in the beginning because you are an athlete, whether you are 70 years old, where you're 12 years old, it doesn't matter. And uh, but you've got to make a choice. And if you're going to be that, then you're going to have to get your tail up earlier in the morning, go to bed an hour earlier because that's what successful people do and and then what's wonderful in this whole mind-body connection is when you finish the workout or the hike or the even a walk you just feel better mm-hmm. about everything everything's that's not cool. so heavy you know what i mean
2: yeah and, Um and so even something. if you didn't meet your mark you feel better that you at least tried. and i think that's the good part like you know like you'll say you said, all right, tomorrow I'm going to run two miles. But you only ran a mile and a, mile and a quarter, like 1.25. And that's basically. Like You still did it. Like yeah. You still got up in the morning. You still put on your clothes. You had to do the whole process. And you got home and you're like, I didn't just do a mile and a half, I guess. Like, I, I, I went through a whole process. Like, I got myself up. I woke up early. And they show that people
1: months. that exercise, just getting them exercise. A lot of people want to change their diet, change their exercise, change all this. And it's like, no, just start moving your body. Because research consistently shows that once you start moving your body, you will tend to just be better. Mm -hmm. You know, you start making healthier choices. You're like, well, I don't need the french fries. I'll do that you know yeah. vegetable medley or all do you know you will you'll still yeah. have the big roast beef sandwicher but you'll you know a side salad yeah. instead of the fries or whatever and, yeah. but you'll start to make those other changes you know kind of follow wow. with pro athletes we saw that every time i can mm-hmm. predict every year they had to come in for 4 hour uh, fitness assessments what i mean and we're checking peripheral vision we're checking their strength and flexibility and hooking them up to ekgs um Electrodes and, and doing stress testing to see if they get um, AV blocks in the heart. Mm. When you exercise at a heart rate that is too high for too long, yeah, um, the body will start to, the heart will make changes that aren't good. Yeah, and uh, because the heart muscle will hypertrophy and grow like a similar to a bicep muscle. So we were checking these athletes every year because the um, owners of the teams. Have to pay out multi million dollar contracts on yeah. these athletes, whether they're playing or not playing, and so now they're caring about That's the health investment. Yeah, I so they're, investment. they're caring yeah. ab- uh, about yeah. these guys that they're investing in exactly. multi million dollars. Um, but we could always tell each year as the athletes come in who was going to get cut and who was going to make it, and a lot of it had to do with their eating behavior. Um, when they were off season, many of them continued to eat healthy. Whereas you would see others who were, you know, driving through the fast food restaurants, lots of sugar, lots of cocktails, those types of things. And I, we could predict these careers were going to be short. I have sure. a
2: question for you. Um, maybe it's the money, but why do you think, like, let's take someone who grew up in a terrible neighborhood and they were a football player in middle school and uh, high school and college and they just worked like their butt off for that. I mean, was that maybe a ten, eleven year period? Mm-hmm. Why is it when they get to professional, they start slacking off? Like, mm-hmm. like you, like you, like you get to the point that you want to get to, and then you just start declining because you don't, I guess, care anymore. Like, why do you think that is? You
1: know, I, I yeah,
2: like a lot of I athletes, think like everybody. Think, like a well, lot of athletes know, are it, like that. They get in, okay. yeah. and after the first game, they're like, "All right, well, I already made my money." I mean,
1: yeah, can, and I think a lot of that is. um Just forgetting, too, in your heart. And and once again, it's the mind, body, and the soul. And never losing um, sight of that struggle you had when you got there. You know, a lot of people do that with their marriage. They'll be in a lot, and and they got it totally made, and then just blow it after years. You know, they'll do it with relationship (laughs) friendships. Friendships will go forever. And it'll be one silly little thing. And just blow it. And I think it's um lack of appreciation or just um yeah.
2: I mean I mean it's I get a good I guess question. I guess it's like they get comfortable, which it's understandable. You know, you mm-hmm. grew up in this terrible place and you worked your butt off and you got mm-hmm. to this point. And you made your money you supplied your, you know, your mother, your father with all the things that they didn't have. And mm-hmm. maybe it's a comfortable thing, to but it's like it lazy. Yeah. But it's like when you get professional, that's when you really game not, on. Yeah. Game on. Like now you're on the stage. Now people are watching you. Right. And now you're.
1: And so. now you also have the pain every day of all of the injuries, all the things you messed up doing uh. two days, working five hours a day to get to that program. Level. Yes. So it could be by the time they get there, depending on their strength and conditioning program, once again, these guys are beaten up. Tired you know, up. I know some football players, uh, pro football players, and they're 28 to 32, both of these guys. Um, they now are married and have children, and they cannot bend over to pick up their two year old child wow. at all. Their backs, their knees are so ruined. And so a lot of it too may, they think, I'm in my body is wiped out. So I'm going to do as minimal as I can. Um, and I'm going to work on my long shot.
0: Right. <laughs> because yeah. we okay.
1: saw that in baseball and pro baseball a lot um, and baseball at one time. And now it's completely changing, which really thrills me. But at one time, most of the baseball players were super, super heavy. They all were chewing tobacco, um, horrible heart disease and high blood pressure. Mm. But it didn't matter how fast they could run or even if they could run as long as their stick was good, get it out. Let's get a home run or grand slam. And, you know, I've got an excellent batting average and I'm going to stay in the pros. So I think maybe as the bodies get beat up or disease processes set in, they get lazy with.
2: Right. And it, it could be that. Like, I'm not saying, you know. Everyone who goes to the pro and right. isn't doesn't live up to the expectations is lazy or anything. No, it but absolutely you could be see that. a few right. Know, it absolutely, that. could be that you know health problems because they have beaten up their body over a very long period of time, mm-hmm. like like ten years, thirty out of the fifty-two weeks there are in a year. You know, just working out every day out of those thirty weeks.
0: I think years. I think something that really keeps people going, and I love to hear you say because you said it like in the first couple minutes we were talking, but. Me and Kaylin, even here with this podcast, like we have no idea where God's going to take it. But that's the whole point. But we said like right off the bat, we're making our escape plan. We're making room for the next person. Mm -hmm. And I feel like so many, and I especially see this with like music artists and everything. They tell us they're the best and all these things. And then they make it to the top and they're all like doing all these things. But it's like, well, you know, I kind of made it. But I'm like, what I love to see is when people, you know, sports, whatever you want to put, it, especially business, mm-hmm. is right off the bat, you're making room for the next generation. Mm-hmm. We talk about that a lot. And you were even saying mm-hmm. that you're working to spread what you know, to do Pass these things. That and that's what yeah. I'm saying is the next like a lot of if we put it back into the pro athlete kind of deal. Yeah, they, they go through a lot. But once they reach this point, it's like, bring the next person on, like, right. come on, help them out. And you'll never mentor them. Exactly. exactly. So they each one, teach one.
1: Yeah, like, Right. I love that too. In our area, you know, here and with the Clemson Tigers, you'll see so many of their athletes yeah. when it's off season, they're out there mentoring to these exactly. youth and inspiring yep. these youth and, and actually doing drills, football camps and, yeah. and basketball camps and things like that. And I, I love that. And you're right. And mm-hmm. I think it's we're learning and once again it's starting now at a young age i'm hoping our high school people our college athletes will continue and continue that mentorship as they as Mm -hmm. they age this is some good stuff and we need it Mm -hmm. as a society just just
2: just those mentors just learning you know just just passing along
1: but you know there was a time where people would get to that level of expertise and just want to keep it all themselves
2: yeah Yeah. that's
1: yeah yeah. you know what i'm saying and um
2: that's not a legacy, though.
1: That's not. That is, that
2: is not a legacy in any <laughs> I, mean, way. I mean, you're building yourself up, but you're, you're, yeah, you're not building a legacy. That we saw say. that
0: in history with tons of, like, kings, rulers, lords. They just, like, hogged it, and they die off, and everyone's like, what in the world? And we do?
1: see it with, like you were saying, a lot of musicians <laughs> and mm-hmm. things like that. You know, the one-hit wonders. Exactly. And and they're, they're gone. And yeah. so, but working in with the with other musicians around you yeah. more opportunities are going to rise up uh, for you yeah
0: exactly i had a quick you mentioned real quick about like warm ups and i have this has been a huge thing in me when i do exercise and stuff like that is if the more i focus on my warm up the better i feel mm-hmm. and what was kind of what's kind of your advice on the oh. warm up like getting from that low heart rate just got out of the car to like whatever the actual strength and conditioning that sets like. the tone yeah. for the
1: way your entire workout's gonna go. Yeah. The benefits, the gains that you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, um as far as injury prevention, um, yeah. you know, we can be making so many gains, and then it's that one little thing and that one little stretch we missed, that one exercise, and suddenly. We've got an injury and we're down three to six months. Wow. And all of our progress is killed. So you're right. It is one of, if not, the most important part of your uh, warm-up. Mm-hmm. Um, the warm-up is the most important part of yeah. your gains, your, your conditioning program. Yeah. Absolutely. Because
0: I've definitely just seen that small portions of and my life. And people want to
1: skip it, go exactly. right to lifting, and exactly. it's like, no, don't, yeah. don't
0: do it. Yeah. And you were talking too earlier about um, you know, running with the quads and stuff just i keep seeing this recurring all the time in some of the research i'm doing every muscle is a push and pull motion so would you say like and it's not always like some things we push would you say running is more of a pushing or like just it is and it's that
1: forward movement and so one of the things that they must do and as someone who's a runner is the backwards drills yeah Um, so, or if you're working with a sled in a gym environment, you know, you can pull the sled, but then turn yourself around and backpedal with that. Um, definitely if you're out training, um, if you've got a good hit, uh, or Tabata app on your phone, um, do 20 seconds of forward and then rest for 10. And then you've got 20 seconds of backpedals. Um, and then also you should mix it up because, um, just staying in those two planes, yeah. Um doesn't help you be a well-balanced athlete. Yeah. So getting in some side yeah, that, shuffles yeah, yeah, or yeah. some karaoke um, that's really going to make you a more rounded athlete. I find it interesting. For instance, I was training this guy who was going to go off and um, get his scholarship for cross country. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just loved to run. Well, his um, instructor at the high school quit. The coach quit. The whole running team. Yeah, and so we had two <laughs> months left. And yeah. before you can get into a college program, you have to be active in the sport that you're trying to get a full ride in. Yeah, And he was a nervous wreck about playing under another, you know, what's he going to do? Yeah. Anyway, my son was playing varsity soccer at the same school. And I talked to the coach and said, you guys think you could take this young man on? He's got to be playing the sport before. Yeah. And... Corey, the the young man I was working with, said, coach, I've never played soccer in all my life. I don't know the (laughs) rules. I don't. And I said, but son, you can run and guarantee you the winner of the team is going to be determined by who poops out faster and gets the goal. I'm serious. And I was like, you are an asset to them. They can teach you the rules. Of course, you shouldn't be playing defense. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But To get you up there and dribble. And he ended up being one of the best players of the team as far as putting it in there because his cardiovascular was amazing. So the reason I bring this up is because I had been working with him so much and on so many ladder and hurdle drills and dot drills and sled and um, that he truly had a well-rounded functional movement conditioning program. So he was able, and I see this all the time to go from one sport to a completely different sport seamlessly.
0: That is cool. And you see
1: that like in Daryl Strawberry and some of the others, you know, they're like, oh, my goodness, you know how hard it is, like you were saying, to to play in the pros. Mm -hmm. But yet here you have these pro athletes going, well, I just got accepted pro football and pro baseball. Could be playing yeah. both. You know what I'm uh, saying? God, what a like, rarity is that! What
2: was his name? Uh, Bo Jackson, I yes. believe. Yeah, football yes. and baseball. And
1: and, so, and this, you know, and that's cool. great. But see, the reason they're able to do that is because their strength and conditioning program, especially if it's a functional movement program, um, you know, with the push pulls and the um, squats and those types of things, and you know, they're, they're going to transfer over very easily to mm-hmm. other sports. Which Absolutely, is, which is really fun yeah you know i do a lot of drills and line drills uh and i hike a lot i just love to hike yeah. and um have you my been dog... to mount
0: pisca by the way
1: no but i've been spending a long time at um jones yeah yeah oh yeah beautiful. it's gorgeous <laughs> but there have been times my dog's passing me on this very narrow trail <laughs> that i was so glad i did hurdle drills because yeah. i was able to do this sidestepping or karaoke type movement up the line, which you see a lot of running backs do in football down the line without that foot going out of bounds. And uh, so once again, it kind of leads back to the beginning about training with a purpose. You know, do you want to be the best that you can be in Mm -hmm. all planes of motion? And um, yeah.
0: All right. Wow! Yeah, Yeah. thank you so So, much. I was um, just gonna say, do you have like any kind of final little advice to people? Yeah, I was
2: about to ask the same thing. Like, what would what what would you say is your three step process? Like, what's step one for people listening, and step two and Mm -hmm. three if they want to get that healthy mind and healthy body and all that? Well,
1: one of the things I think one of the mistakes that people make is that they'll go out and get on a treadmill and do what I call gerbiling. They'll just stay there at the same speed for a long time. Um, uh, Or they'll go out and walk around their neighborhood and you'll see them walk at the same pace and they've been doing it for three years and you notice their bodies are never changing. Well, the body adapts to stress very, very quickly. And so you've got to change that up. And so that's why I really recommend that you get a good HIT, H-I-T-T, High Intensity um, Interval Training, H-I-I-T, Interval uh, App or a Tabata app. And the reason being is because you're going to go quick for 20 seconds or 30 seconds or 45 seconds um, and then slow for the same amount of time. As you get more fit, you'll go Know eventually to like thirty tens or something as you get more fit and need less recovery in between. Mm -hmm. That will keep what's called EPOC, your exercise post oxygen consumption high, and you're a fat burning machine. Research shows for eleven to fourteen hours. Whereas you're gerbiling on the treadmill, after twenty two minutes, research shows that your body stops burning fat and actually starts eating muscle as an energy source and conserving. your fat so you're working against so you may have lost a little weight but what you're going to see is the person has a lot of loose excess skin on them when i've taken hundreds of people and got 150 pounds off them hundreds and hundreds of people have had success the beautiful thing is once we start shedding that excess fat they're left with already developed muscle because we're lifting heavy we're keeping their cardiac uh, cardio periods The short burst, but high intensity. So they're in this post um, oxygen consumption, fat burning for many, many hours afterwards. Even if they're going from like a brisk walk to a slow walk. So for instance, if they're starting, if I have somebody sitting at home today listening to this and they're like, how do I get started? I've got bad knees, haven't exercised for years. Do not go out and start jogging. Mm. You're going to hurt yourself. What you're going to do is get this app, you know, uh, any of the free apps that you can find and uh, set your Tabata timer. And you're going to walk quickly for 20 seconds or you can do something that the Swedish call barklets, and what it's the same thing as a hit. You would walk uh, quickly two mailboxes down and then you're going to um, slow walk for two mailboxes, fast for two mailboxes or street lights slow for two. And it's the same with the hits. Um, do that, remember, for 22 minutes and then bring it on home. We want it to be intense and we want short burn burst because the body's going to adapt. And after that 22 minutes, you're going to lose fat. So change the way you, your mindset about having to be on this treadmill for 45 minutes, an hour. It's actually, um, hindering your fat loss efforts. Another thing, um, lots more fruits and vegetables. Um, and you want to stay with your low sugar fruits, um, Bananas and watermelon are very, very high in sugar, and research shows that when you eat those, you actually start craving more.
0: Yes. Mm. So if you're
1: going to have those, it's either good.
0: Watermelon is yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, throw (laughs) some grapes in there and some berries, kind of do a fruit salad thing, and that'll pull the uh, glycemic index down so you don't have such a high sugar spike and are craving chocolates and cakes
2: and things like that that's crazy i didn't know that yeah i thought the grapes would have more sugar than bananas because it because it it tastes like it isn't great grapes taste a lot more sweet than bananas so a
1: good fruit Mm -hmm. salad with all that mixed in will kind of when you're craving those higher sugar fruits kind of pulls it down Mm -hmm. keeps your blood sugar steady um You know, and the other thing is um, sleep. I just can't tell you that.
0: That has come up. Me and him loved work.
1: I know. Go ahead. (laughs) But it consistently shows that it will hinder your fat loss. It'll hinder your recovery from your training. It hinders your motivation, your energy, your drive. And it really uh, hampers an attitude. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which can affect relationships, your eating. So, it's so important. So make time for sleep or take those naps. Um, whatever you need to get in so you're fresh and
0: and ready. Yeah. All
1: those right. would be the top three things that I'd say if we need to get
0: going. Um, you know. Would you say going. the first one was kind of like muscle confusion? I've heard that term. But just changing it up a little bit. Yes. Yeah, that kind of mentality.
1: Basically going with that higher intensity and um yeah. So instead of staying at a low, steady state conditioning, so treadmill 4.0 for, you know, an hour, (laughs) you're going to go out and you're going to hit it. It's a very brisk walk until you're breathless and for just two Mm -hmm. light posts or two mailboxes and then real slow. Mm -hmm. If you're more fit, you'll go sprint and then you're going to take it down to a jog. And 22 minutes is the max. Honestly, I'd cut a little bit shorter. because I don't want mm-hmm. any muscles so hard to build. I don't want my body eating any of it. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to build. And for females, the same thing, lift heavy, work on your form first, always. And the form, you are not going to get large. Um, we do not have the testosterone for it. Um, we have to do testosterone, uh, testosterone injections to get that kind of bulk. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, women, build muscle by um more growth hormone and lifting heavier weights secretes more growth hormone which is how we actually get that beautiful divine lift and get more muscle mm-hmm. one pound of muscle burns 50 calories you just sitting on the sofa so the more muscle we can put into our bodies um we can actually, we have to eat more. Our bodies require more food, which is nice yeah. if you want to be able to eat more and more healthy foods. Um, but yet you're burning fat while sitting uh, when you are sitting, you know? Mm-hmm. Be more active, go walking, um, you know, get out. Um, we live in the most one of the most beautiful places in the world. And just in our counties alone, there's over 66 waterfalls. Um, and it's silly that... Just try some of the the easier ones first. Um, all Trails is a great website to introduce you to that, mm-hmm. and uh, start moving your body. And uh,
2: yeah, well, just
0: start, everyone. Just start. It's true. Mm-hmm. Thanks, that's, that's guys. All to do. Yes, just thank start. you very much. Thank, thank you we always say me. thank you. It is just our pleasure to learn from anyone, <laughs> and I feel. That was yeah. We are really grateful for you to just come on. Thanks, guys, and
1: best of luck to you. You got a great program. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. you.
0: All right. Thank you, everybody. Y'all have a great day. We'll see you soon. Thanks.